0: Hello and welcome to the Colour Limes and Lemons Club podcast, the podcast to inspire your creativity, fire up your brand building journey and help you grow as a person, featuring meaningful and personal conversations to cheer you through your journey wherever that may be. My name is Yasha and in today's episode I will be talking to Sadhvi, an Indian illustrator based in San Francisco. We've been Instagram buddies for the longest time and that's why I'm so excited to chat to her today. We will be talking about the power of proactivity, approaching companies, Sadwi will be sharing useful tips, encouraging experience, and also opening up about rejection. We are going to talk about ways to deal with it, and also the magic of trusting in the process. Sadwi has been lucky enough to gather loads of experience when it comes to working with companies like puzzle brands, magazines, and many, many more. But most of all, she is just a bundle of joy and support. This episode is so full of positivity, I really hope it leaks through to you and that you go out of it with an equally big smile as I did when I was doing the interview. So without further ramble, let's get right into it. I am here with the wonderful savvy today. She is the face of Draw Ricardo, which is an Instagram account I absolutely love. From the beginning on, I was super, super in love with your earthy style, you know, this sophisticated playfulness. I, I'm just in love, like the deep, earthy tones. Wilderness wonder is how you described it on your website. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And I even have two of your prints on my wall. <laughs> so I'm just so, so honored and happy to have you here. You can say a few words about yourself as well. What is your story? What brought you to illustrating? I'm sure everyone would love to hear something about that.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, Yeti. I think we've been Instagram friends for three years. That is amazing. I I really think you as my Instagram bestie at this point. We've seen each other evolve through so many different stages. Our art style has changed, the collaborations that we've done. We've been cheerleaders for each other. So it really is an honor to be here on your podcast and be able to chat with you on this platform. It really is a testament to how much we've both grown in our careers in the past three years. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for having me. So I guess your next question was a little bit about my story. I grew up in India. For, I did my undergrad there. I got a degree in design and then I moved to the States for my master's in graphic design from Savannah College of Art and Design. And from there on, I've kind of dabbled in a variety of design fields. Um, Mm -hmm. I've done um, traditional handicraft design. I've done graphic design where it was more editorial, advertising, branding, art direction. Um, I've done illustrations, which I didn't pursue professionally for a while, but now I've kind of done so in the past few years, but as my day job, I'm a UX designer, a product designer. There's so many terms for that profession. Mm, That's what I do. And somehow there's just this part of me uh, uh, with illustrations that I felt, you know, in my career, um, I didn't get to explore as much. And once the pandemic started, that was just, that point in time where all of us were kind of reevaluating our lives and suddenly deciding what to do with all of this extra time at hand. Um, And that was a time, I think just a few months before I got an iPad for the very first time. And I was like, let's give this a try. Let's see what the (laughs) hype is all about. I had been following a lot of illustrators, lettering artists, and, you know, always admired their work. And I was like, this seems like the perfect opportunity to dive in and start sharing my work. And that was pretty much the beginning of avocado on Instagram.
0: Wonderful. I think it's so funny as well, because I feel like so many people started just like that. I was like, the beginning of the pandemic, oh no, what do I do with all of this time? My mom had an iPad, let's go get that iPad. I think it's so beautiful how out of something that, of course, had a lot of consequences in a bad way on a lot of different aspects of life, also had these very beautiful emergings with within it. Obviously, it's a privileged thing, but I just love that side of it, and I'm very grateful for My personal life for the pandemic, I wouldn't be where I'm now without that. And I think it's so beautiful that a lot of the stories that I hear start in that place, just like yours.
1: Mm -hmm. 100%. And the way digital art has just increased our production speed is insane. It's almost too a not good place because yeah. you know the the pressure of producing fast can really get to us. I remember a time where I would create illustrations first, you know, just using a pen and paper draw it all out, scan it, take it onto Illustrator, then draw it as a vector. Each illustration would take me at least a week, you know, and now it's just so different in the Procreate world that it has its pros and cons, I think, Mm -hmm. but love how much growth it's allowed me to keep up with because of just how often I can pick it up wherever I am and kind of just make progress without thinking much.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's such a cool thing. Also that you can just take it anywhere and, and it's so flexible. But I also agree, it has pros and cons. I also definitely love dabbling into traditional art sometimes. Yeah, no, super cool, super interesting. And so that as a little introduction and as i said in the intro we'll be talking about proactivity today and kind of this aspect of as an illustrator you know you're always waiting for opportunities oh when will the big companies start contacting me wanting to license my work that's kind of what you dream of right and so today I really want to chat about how you can proactively approach companies and seek your own luck in a way and create those opportunities. And so I would love to hear what your experience has been with proactivity on the more businessy side of illustration. Absolutely. I think... Uh, after creating for a while, all of us kind of know the process is not
1: such that you know you create illustrations, you feel good about it, and I, you just wake up one day and in your inbox that I don't know ten messages from three <laughs> companies. That's just not how it works. Um, there's this analogy that I like to um, use when I think of how illustrations can bloom into opportunities. Whenever you're creating work, think of it as seeds you're sowing. Some of them could bloom into really pretty flowers that you would love, but some of them could just be weeds. But you re- you wouldn't really know what it would turn into. Your job as an illustrator or artist is just to sow the seeds for your garden, you know? Mm. So that's what I always come back to when I'm creating work. And motivating myself to create more, because the more seeds that I sow, the more chances there are for pretty flowers to come up. It may sound cliched, but it just really works for me to think of that analogy and be like, I don't know what this will turn into, but hey, it's another seed that I'm sowing and maybe it'll lead to something pretty, or maybe, you know, it'll just teach me something. So I think in the beginning when I started, yes, I dreamed of collaborating with companies but I didn't have any actionable steps. So I would, just, I would just create, I would participate in, you know, draw this in your style challenges, connect with other artists, launch my own draw this in your style challenge. Then they have creative prompts, do like weekly things like Inktober and like spring themed things. There's so many that come up. I can't think of all the names right now, but mm. whoever is part of the Instagram community, you all know what I'm talking about. So I participated in a lot of those and that was a great way to connect with people. And also there's a lot of Instagram accounts which do curation, right? They may look at your art and then repost it. And um, people who are interested in finding illustrators may not follow every individual illustrator until you have a name sometimes, but they do follow like these curation websites. And you just don't know where your work is going to spread across. So one example personally that comes to my mind is Um, Yeah, I created one illustration. It was on the theme of Planet Earth, something about sustainability. Like there was, there were four four prompts and I created something for it. And this curation account called Plant Based Illustrations, I don't think they post much anymore, but they used to, um, during the pandemic, they repost one of my artworks and Like five months down the line from the repost, a magazine reached out to me saying that, hey, we saw this beautiful illustration and we want to use it as a full page thing for this article we are publishing. And it's perfect. And that was just, again, reaffirming that you never know what can lead to what. Almost all of my illustrations that have made it into some product, interestingly, have been things that I just created for pure joy. Not so much for a brief or to fulfill some kind of requirements. I feel like that can get so stressful. So as long as you're tapping into what brings you joy, what is your voice as an artist, you will create work that also relates or resonates with other people
0: yeah wow that is so beautiful there were so many things in there I was like yes I love 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 the analogy of putting the seeds in the soil and this thing of that you like you said you have to trust the process as well like you don't know what flower is going to pop up you don't know if it will be a good flower to bloom in the climate that you're in Um, But I think it's just such a beautiful thing to trust in that process. I think it also takes a lot of pressure off creating, because if you're just like, okay, I'm going to do it for joy. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to do it and it will emerge from within me. I think that's such a beautiful mindset to have. And I think that really comes across in your art. And I also love what you were saying that you never know. You never know where it will take you. You never know what will happen with one piece that, you know, you contribute to one challenge and then a magazine contacted you so that is just absolutely amazing I'm glad that resonated with you another thing that kind
1: of popped up in my mind while we were talking about this I can't remember the artist but long time ago is to follow this one artist who was really successful like doing amazing brand collaborations and you know in your mind you just kind of have this really rosy picture of when you get you you become successful as an artist I'm like she's made it she's probably just doing her thing and getting emails all the time and you know you just reach that point at which you don't have to keep pitching yourself you just have work and your work promotes yourself but one day she shared how she still is constantly making lists of brands. She wants to collaborate with and sending them email pitches. And that was just like a eye opener for me suddenly. And I was like, that was really naive of me to think that, you know, she just didn't reach out and companies come to her, even though she's so famous at one point, like she's still putting in the effort to reach out to companies, pitch her work, connect with art directors, And that's what inspired me to do the same. Let's find out what brands you want to work with. I've reached out to brands that I've never heard back from, but... Once in a bloom, there will be that one or two brands that reach out to you. And that's all you need to keep growing. My very first puzzle collaboration was with this company called Lemonade Pursuits. I think they've closed down now, but they were pretty popular during the pandemic for two years. I reached out to them middle of the pandemic, at which point she she just got back to me and said, we wrapped up a season collection. We're not looking for artists at this time, but thank you so much for reaching out. We'll keep you in mind for future collaborations. It's like, okay, thank you. At least I appreciate the response. And that was it. I forgot about it. Fast forward six months, I was on a trip with a couple of friends in Portland. I just woke up one morning and I saw my email. I'm like, oh my God. Like she reached out to me. Six months later, I had completely forgotten about it. And not just that, you know, I need you to create something. What was amazing was she went through my Instagram account. She picked up an old piece that I had created. She sent a screenshot to me and said, hey, I love this one, but maybe a few color tweaks and we could do this. I'm like, this is amazing. I have a really great direction. I don't ever create something from scratch. And again, it was a seed that I put in the soil a long time ago, you know? So I really, really believe that even if it doesn't immediately show you results, just send that email. You never know what it could turn into.
0: Absolutely. Wow. That is so inspiring, especially this thing of hearing back then after, you know, what not months when you were just not expecting it because I'm at the point right now where I'm just sending out emails like I'm just cold calling people and being like hey this is me do you want to work with me and I've had a few people saying like yeah well we're not available at the moment but we'll add you to our list and if we ever look for people you know you'll be in the pool and I think that's just such a such a good thing and also so empowering to see and to hear how that actually does work sometimes that's just super super cool also I just love the puzzles you made. I just think your designs also work really well on puzzles. Like they're very detailed and colorful, super beautiful. Um, Thank so you that that. Is. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so I think what a lot of people might be interested in is how do you, how do you actually contact companies? Like what are the steps to go through if you're like listening right now and thinking like, okay, well, I don't know who to contact. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, what is your approach to doing that? Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely, so there's two parts to this. First, which companies do I even contact, right? And second, what do I say to them so that they would wanna work with me? So let's talk about the first part, which companies? I think if you've been in this space, just wanting to create art and following work of artists who are doing similar things, you kind of start to see the companies that they collaborate with. Keep an eye out. If somebody shares a collaboration and tags that brand, like go follow that brand, see what kind of work they're doing. And it's not just about, oh, this is a cool company. I want to work with them. But- Does their style, vision, uh, message resonate with your own brand? Are you a good fit for them? And are they a good fit for you? Like that is really critical. And then over time, you'll just start to realize which brands they are. You can keep a list of them. And I sometimes I have work that I've already created, which I'm like, this would be perfect for that brand. And I just go ahead and send it. Like you can always create more, but if you have something, send it now. And there have been moments where I'm like, okay, I really, really love this brand. I wanna create something a little more specific. And I take up a personal project. Um, Like my vintage flower illustrations were an example of that. I created a set of nine. I'm like, let's just create something and then send it to a brand and see where it goes. Again, a seed that has not blossomed yet, but it was really fun to create something. Um, so that's the first part of finding companies you want to work with, and the second, I really, really, I, ha- I have something against extremely professional, boring sounding emails, (laughs) you know, you want it to be candid. You want it to sound like it's an actual human talking to you. So make sure that your voice shows up in your message. Sound excited about it. Talk about why you want to work with them. Not like I'm interested in your company. Here is my portfolio. I mean, Chat GPD could write that, (laughs) but you could actually say something a little more exciting. So whenever I reach out to puzzle companies, I talk about how mental health is really important to me and how puzzles play a leading role in that and how I've been doing puzzles for a long time in my life before I even thought I could be a puzzle designer which is so insane so how they're at an intersection of two of my really favorite things that's mental health and empowering female artists because all of these puzzle companies actually um at most that I've reached out to take the work of diverse like female artists and license it. So that is really amazing to me to create a space and then promote artists and also promote mental health. So I write that message for them And make sure that you don't make them do work to find your art or your portfolio. So yes, you can add a link, but is it easy for them to quickly browse through what your style is? Don't just send them to your homepage. Maybe there's a specific project or a list of projects. So what I do is I create a specific PDF and I pick out pieces from my portfolio, which I think would translate well as puzzles. So I would put those top six, top nine, and say that in my opinion, these would translate really well. This is my personal preference, but here's my portfolio link if you're interested in browsing for more. So you're already reducing the effort they may have to go through to browse through hundreds of pieces of art you know you've done the work for them so always think how can you make it easy for them to know you to start a collaboration with you Mm,
0: I love that I love this aspect what you're saying right now like make it as easy as possible for them to say yes because I think that is super crucial that you just make it super straightforward so you like keep it nice and short don't make it super long Is advice I've heard keep it personal make it easy for them And something that I was talking about with a friend actually was to also add a call to action. Is that something you do as well? 100%. When I have my PDF, I want to make sure
1: that I add my Instagram link, I add my email link and I make them clickable, not just say it so they have to copy paste it and put it in their email, actually make the PDF clickable so they can just tap on that and respond back to me. So make sure wherever it is, you put your name, don't just name it nine pieces of art. I don't know. So they imagine they download it and then they don't even know whose work this is at one point. Make sure your name is always there in the file name, on the PDF, in the email. Just brand yourself well across all touch points.
0: Yeah, wow. Honestly, that's so much valuable information. It's, I, will, I will take a lot of the stuff you said as well and apply that to my emails. Another interesting point, which you have mentioned in between is that a lot of the times you don't hear back. And I feel like sometimes people might be afraid to reach out to companies because they are afraid of rejection, afraid of not hearing an answer. So do you have anything that you personally do to kind of stay on the positive side of things when it comes to rejection? Yeah,
1: I think first
0: I want to acknowledge
1: that it is hard, you know, not to say that, hey, it's going to be really easy. Just get over it. It's hard. You put in a lot of time and effort and you expect results. So it's okay to be disappointed, but it's important to get out of it as quickly as possible. And also to realize if you've created work for someone, that doesn't mean that it can never be used. I've come across a lot of opportunities where something didn't work out for a company, but later on I reused it for some other purpose altogether. And um, this kind of is a tangent, but always make sure when you're licensing your art, you put a time period on that. Don't give them lifetime access. If you do make sure you charge the right amount because you wanna make sure that your art is used in the appropriate manner. So if you do license it to one company for 12 months, 24 months after that, the artwork is available again, to be licensed so you make sure that your artwork is not being bought by someone and not compensated well yeah so coming back, on to topic about rejection um i think just just trusting that this will come to use, and even if not did you enjoy the process of creating it right that's the question you have to ask yourself and it's so hard to see the steps as you're going through them. But once you kind of reach a stage and look back, that's when the dots connect and you can see the value of each step. You can really see what came out of that seed. Did you learn something from that process? Did you learn how to craft a better email? Did your style evolve? Did you find a better collaboration in the future? And sometimes maybe there's not that much of a lesson, but that's just the human nature of things. But you also grow resilience over time. And when you start to see one or two wins, you're just going to have to stick it out. I Like, trust me, there will be a seed that will blossom, but you have to stick it out. If you quit too soon, you will only see wildflowers. <laughs> you
0: have to make sure that you stay around
1: until you see your work be fruitful.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I absolutely love that concept that you named with the seed and the trusting. Trusting that not all seeds will turn into flowers, but trusting that some will. And also like what you were saying in retrospect, sometimes you do see how the dots connect, but when you're in the moment, you're so like, I don't know what is working and what not. And then again, just trusting. But of course, easier said than done. I think that's also something, like you said, like it's hard, you have to acknowledge it's not easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think for me, one thought I just had was with this fear of rejection, usually the fear, for me at least, Is so much bigger than what the actual consequence is. In my head, it grows so big. Like, oh my god, they're going to say no, and they're going to hate my art, and da 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 da. And that's like, it's very irrational. So usually, it's it's more that the fear grows so so big. But in reality, the worst that can happen is no. And no, is just a two letter word, like it's not the end of the world. And that's just something I have to remind myself as well. And I think it's really good to hear that other people also have to remind themselves of that once in a while. Absolutely.
1: There's this quote that I've probably read 10 years ago, but I still really resonate with, if you don't ask, the answer will always be no. And it's as simple as that you have to ask there to be a possibility of a yes so don't be afraid of no because if you don't ask how will you ever
0: make progress Mm, I love that quote Wow. I will write that down, <laughs> put it on my vision board. That is, that is so essential. I think to, to grow, you know, to, to just do things and to just do things, not knowing if it's going to work, but just doing it so, so, so powerful. Wow. I think there was so much knowledge in here. So thank you so, so, so much for your time. I have one last question and I get this question a lot by people and it's, it's something around the world. That I don't know. I, I, I struggle finding inspiration. I struggle finding things to create. And so, because I'll be speaking with a lot of artists here, like yourself, I would love to hear the few ways that you find inspiration. This
1: is something I struggled with for a long time. And I think most artists do, like you mentioned, you know, we all. Finally, find that time. Okay, today is when I'm going to create. We sit down, we stare at that blank sheet of paper or the blank iPad, and we're like, we don't know what to draw today. You know, you just feel stuck and then you get demotivated and you're like, I don't know. Today is just not the day. I'm not feeling the flow. And trust me, I've been through that process so many times that it kind of just naturally happened that I found out the ways to unblock myself. And one way to do that is as artists, we just perceive. World in our own unique way. Think of it as you're not just thinking about creating art when you're sitting down. You're thinking about art almost in all aspects of your life. When you go for a walk, when you're watching the TV show, when you go to the grocery store, the farmer's market, when you travel with your friends, like every moment, there's something that inspires you. So I just became a little more diligent about my. collection process so even if it's while scrolling Instagram or Pinterest like don't just stare at it and be like oh I wish I could create work like that if it inspires you save it make a mood board make a collection and you know over time you'd start to see similarities in what you're saving when I go for a walk and if I see it could be something as random as um A patch of wall with a creeper on it with a discarded paint can but the color combinations are really working well and I'll snap a photo of it and save it in my album and I'll later come back and be like this color combination was really working and when you visit those collections later on you'll notice how there's a style a a visual language that's just combining it all because that's your taste. And a lot of people struggle with finding their style and they think of style as something that comes out of them, but it's also something that they see. It's also something that they live. So try to find your style in everything. And then once you're more cognizant of it, it'll come out of you. So. I just became really intentional about collecting it. So when I sit down to draw something, I just go back to my collections and I'm like, yeah, I don't have to put in all this effort now to think what I have to draw. I know that this is what inspires me. I can pick up a color combination from that. Maybe it was a photo of a flower and I'll just Google what the name of that flower was, see some more, draw that. So it, it flows from there, but you have to build that foundation over time.
0: I absolutely love that. So do you have like a little gallery or album in your phone where you just collect things too?
1: So one thing about me is, I am not very organized about collecting, but <laughs> it still works out for me. Mm-hmm. So I have it in multiple places. I have my Pinterest boards, I have my Instagram saved collections, I have my notes, in which there'll just be a random sentence. Which you know, sometimes I go back and I'm like, what did I write? What did I mean? But most times it is helpful. <laughs> so it'll be blurbs of thoughts, and yeah, that's just helpful. So I go back and I'm like, what is this? Also, I know you're a big fan of Notion. That's also something I've been using more um, lately as I think of collaborations with a friend. So that's a great place to collect ideas, but just whatever works for you, find
0: that tool and use it to your power. So, so, so inspiring. Okay. I think we are done. I am, again, super grateful for not only recording this podcast, but also for the long years of support that we've had for each other. I'm inspired every day by your pictures on my wall. I love your style. I will be linking everything in the description below, of course. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here, Sadvi. I really, really, really enjoyed our conversation. Ditto. I absolutely enjoyed our conversation. I would
1: have never dreamed, you know, when we started following each other that one We'd be chatting over Zoom, halfway across the world, and chatting about illustrations, our passion, our growth. So this has just been so inspiring, and I learn every day from you. You are such a positive person. It's just so inspiring how you bring artists together and share inspiration. I I just love what you're doing, and I. I'm extremely lucky that I got to follow your art from the very beginning and I've seen you grow and I know you're going to do amazing, huge things in the future. So I, I'm just so honored to be the first guest on your podcast. like, thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Yay! So I hope you liked this episode just as much as I did, although my opinion is a bit biased. But I truly hope that you learned something and feel inspired. I would absolutely love to hear the most valuable lesson you learned for yourself, something Sadhvi or myself said that you just resonated with. Please DM that to me or comment it under my most recent Instagram post. I would love, 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 love to read i think i've said love like a million times on this podcast but we will just ignore that sending you the biggest warmest virtual hug and see you very soon bye